We are back with episode seven of Journey to a Million. And as always, there's some uh, new records broken this week. Andy Reid will become the first head coach to coach the same team or two different teams in four straight championship games. I've seen this year's fourth year with the Chiefs. And then he also did with the Eagles in 2001 through 2004. So, I mean, obviously, it's a great week of games. As, as, coach, coach Reed is certainly a good coach, Zach, but I prefer Coach John Roush over him. So, if you want to. Back in the eighth grade days, huh? Yeah, Coach John Them really knew how to grade. coach up players. He took not, yeah. no crap from anyone. Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, but it was an exciting week of football this past week. Not really for Packer fans, but for a lot of just football in general, it was an exciting week of divisional games considering all four games went down to the wire. All, you know, those last plays matter big time for them, which was good to see after what we saw from Wild Card Weekend, which was a disaster. So, yeah, it was certainly – yeah, certainly a better week in the in the realm of football. And with that, guys, you want to get right into it? Talk about what we saw last week? Do it. Let's do yeah, it, yeah. Should we start the, uh, the Titans game? I'll start with that one. You bet. Bengals, sure. Titans, four and the one. and Wow. Yeah. Uh, how do you – okay, I guess just how do you lose a game having, what, nine sacks? Nine. Yep, it was nine. Uh, how, well, how I'll tell you how. Game? Ryan Tannehill – played terrible he made yeah, some questionable throws true. that ruined the game that last interception kind of sold the game he reminded me of like carson once exactly and, yeah. yeah just you, you can't give the ball up there like winning game winning drive getting a field goal range just throw that away or just you know you don't need to make that throw i was rooting for those titans team i actually i wanted them to go to the super bowl i i know yeah with Tannehill under center it's certainly you know one touchdown, three picks, 77 QBR in that game, 15 to 24. But the one thing, you know, Derrick Henry didn't have, I mean, he played, he played good, but with 20 attempts for 62 yards, averaging a little over three. He played okay. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't that good. But for him coming off what he came off of the injury, you know, I I don't know what you expected, you know, that's why I, I didn't, I didn't think you'd get the 20 carries, but that's that's what I'm saying. I kind of worked him in with like 10 to 15, but. He didn't get their big carries either. That was uh, was it Foreman? Foreman had four yeah, sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. But, a big forty-five yard run for him, but yeah, nothing really. This Titans offense was, yeah, bad. It, AJ Brown bad. played pretty well. Good look. He had a good touchdown catch. That one catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, it looked like he dropped it. If you're like watching on TV, like I didn't think he caught it. Yeah, he had five really? for one forty-two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ball went right into his arm. I thought I didn't, I didn't look after the play. Uh, I mean, that that's just what I thought. But <clears throat> so, are you guys becoming Joe Burrow fans? Joe no. Burrow, Jamar Chase fans? No, yeah, well, Chase, Jamar Chase, yeah. yes. I like Burrow, like he's great and all, but like, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. It's too I, early, I'm just not like, like he's, he's gonna be an incredible quarterback. He already is playing like a great quarterback right now. It's just, I don't know, like, I, I'm he's just not a quarterback I'd root for. I like scrambling quarterback more, you know, some guy who will run. What so. about uh, Evan McPherson before his game-winning kick telling uh, <laughs> Brandon Allen, looks like we're going to the championship game? He's a bad man, too. Wow. That was, <laughs> As a rookie, bold. too. 
that confidence most he has. I believe he's the most 50 yard field goals made in Bengals history already. And he's a rookie. So yep. put that into perspective. Incredible. Wow. You know, Ryan Tannehill having tackled this game too, you know, after throwing those picks, good for him getting in the stat sheet some way on defense. <laughs> but like Zach mentioned, nine sacks for this Titans defense. That's this, this Titans defense. We talked about last week, actually on the show, very underrated. And yeah, they, they showed up this game, played lights out some of their best ball this year. And, Still, they still get the L, which is which is just tough. You know, only giving them 19 points to that explosive Bengals offense. And Burrow, yeah, 28 for 37. Uh, no touchdowns thrown for one pick, 348 yards, and his QBR was, was great at 104. So he, he played well for sure. But we really haven't seen that big Joe Mixon playoff game yet. But the, this Bengals defense being – or Bengals offense being so balanced. Uh, it, you know, there's there's so many guys, so many weapons. We talked about that too, but like, yeah, <clears throat> I think that the Titans defense, like we said, was very underrated, but I see Ryan Tannehill as a little overrated. And I think he's the reason that they couldn't get over the hump. If they had a slightly above average quarterback, they'd be probably favorites. I think Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 Definitely something that they probably going to look into in the off season. But uh, so do we want to move on to this uh, Packers game then? Sat- no, no, we don't, but I guess no, we can. So, uh... I mean, obviously Packers play terrible, look terrible. I mean, they got the outcome they deserve, but hold on. Well, they had the they had the best like six seven minutes in the start of the game possible. Went like, everything went their way. Everything yeah, they had a good they excellent had good six minutes, and then the other fifty four minutes, it was like they weren't even playing. It's just bad. Let's talk about, and I know everyone talks about the special teams that you always hear, like the how there is ten guys on the field the last play, you know. And but let's talk about that blocked uh, punt for a touchdown. Like just go to that play right there. Did you guys see? Like just rewatch that play. Anyone? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I rewatched it, but it just kind of changed the whole scope of the game. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere, and like you have ten to well, three. Yeah, Jared, was, uh, no, Jared it did did tie the game up. <laughs> in the fourth yeah. quarter yeah i mean they got changed the game a little bit yeah well it was 10 to 3 and like punting the ball back with what like five minutes left or so right yeah it wasn't looking like too uh too bad for the packers because they were getting stops on defense when when they needed to but uh rogers just wasn't throwing it to anyone besides adams like on that had, like third one and target 11, to lazard i think and that yeah. was it third and 11 last drive of the game like grip for they punted it back it was like I said, third and 11, and instead of hitting Lazard, who was wide open over the middle of the field, he throws it 30 yards downfield to double-covered Adams. That, like, that's, there's that's never the anything there. <laughs> yeah, there's not, it, nothing there. But if he catches that, then that what? Just, play of the game, right? That one – Yeah. That, that was I'm the just, decision. That I was just scratching my head, you know, yeah. shaking it. Like, that was – There's obviously a lot going on with Rodgers. Obviously, he came out and said that he doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding Green Bay, but whether or not he'll be gone, I don't know. But I think he said he is Adams going on the Pat McAfee show in a few weeks, and he's going to announce it live in Indianapolis, where he's playing next year. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if Rodgers is gone, Packers take and trade Adams. So I think, yeah, if one I, leaves, they both leave. This might sound bad, but. If you're a Packer fan and you, you hear Rodgers is gone, I want to. I'm actually anxious. I'm excited to see how the rebuild goes. That might sound 
you know, like I obviously want Rodgers to stay, but like if, if he says he's leaving, I want to, like Zach said, you're going to take and trade Adams. I just want to see, because yeah. you have so many valuable pieces on this team that are not talked about a lot. Like Sean Gary, he played, he played some of his he's best amazing. ball. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's an incredible player. And I think he, he's just so much value. Kenny Clark up the middle. That's certainly someone. Not many on the special teams, like because as we mentioned that play before, like that coaching needs uh, to go. Special teams coaching needs well, to be gone. The lo- like it's just that, that, that block punt for a touchdown, the play I was talking about before, the long snapper being, yeah, like they they have bull. It was basically a bull rush. I've never seen at the NFL level a bull rush. You know, on just a one. Like it, it was something you see in high school. On the long was, snapper. Like yeah. why was there nobody back there? Like, I, I don't. One of the uh, guys like behind the line that was off. I don't know what they're called. Like, why wasn't there someone sitting there helping? It's just Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Their special teams has been their weak point almost all year. They got they finally got a good defense, and <laughs> it just came down that their special teams kind of, you know, the, sold it. The year you have a good – you have an ex- incredible offense and a great defense. You have a bad special teams. But then, yeah. you know, the years when you have that incredible offense, you have the mediocre below-average defense. It's just – the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers just can't – and I know we mentioned he – he certainly didn't play the best, but look at it. They they almost won this game, you know, with how he played. That's what I still find, you know, incredible. I think it, okay, you go if ahead. AJ Dillon, if A.J. Dillon didn't get hurt in was his first half, I think Packers won that game. He was going off, too. He had, like, he was getting to a fresh, uh, pretty fast start. I mean, yeah. four or five years That's the type of running back you need in that, in that weather, yeah. too. But, yeah. Obviously, disappointing game to end disappointing season. So, I want to point oh, yeah. out. Yeah. The, I season was disappointing the, end, season. the ending, ending yeah. was disappointed. Maybe yeah. season kind of a yeah. Jimmy G played some of the worst football I've ever seen out of a winning quarterback in the divisional round. That was he played terrible. Uh looking at some of his completions, 11 for 19. Uh, some of his completions were like underhand tosses, we're talking, you know, p- plays and throws under pressure that somehow were caught. Like he played unbelievably bad yet they still come out with winning this game which i find incredible what do you what do you guys think about his performance i mean i said a couple weeks ago that i thought the 49ers were going to kind of do the same path they took to the super bowl a couple years ago have jimmy g throw 15 times a game and just run the ball and but this team's not as good as they've that, been doing so far that team no, zach, zach did call the carson Wentz type of game from jimmy g coming up and he did just that so i was yeah. wow but yeah, Kittle and Debo, you know, showed up um, for sure. But that defense still played very well for 49ers as well. You know, Armstead and Bosa were kind of the big big names there. Warner had some good plays. I mean, having Warner and Bosa go, that was certainly game-changing for the 49ers as well. But Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you want to move on to the Bucks and the Rams then? I guess instead of just talk about how the bad the Packers played. Yeah, let's do it, Zach. That game was oh, that was a like thriller. A, this yeah, was the, the third. Two halves. I mean, yeah, this was the third game out of the three so far as of like the game that ended in a game-winning field goal. Yep. Good yeah, game. Was, um, first not, half was all Rams, and I mean Stafford looked great. Group a couple good in the first half, and then the Bucks came back on a lot of. Rams mistakes and miscues, but let's talk. I'm gonna be 100% honest. I'm gonna be 100% honest. Yeah, when the when the um the Rams were up by like 20 or something, and then at halftime it just continued and it was like a blowout. I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm just not gonna pay attention really. And then all of a sudden I see that after like 
it was like four minutes left and the Buccaneers had the ball back and it was a two possession game. I was like, okay, well, we'll turn it on again. So I kind of missed like the whole like end of the third quarter and like the fourth. Yeah. I mean, Brady gets like a lot of credit for that, which obviously he led the offense, but a lot of it was just, he missed a lot of throws throughout the game. And it's just the Rams are just, he didn't play well. They, um, they let the Bucks back into the game. I mean, it's, yeah. they pretty much gave him competition again. Yeah, like Brady. But, I I don't know. It was he threw fifty four times. So if we look at it, you know, from that perspective, wait yeah. thirty of them, three hundred twenty nine yards. But you know, the QBR was around seventy seven. So he, he played. Talk about that. The last play of the game, the Cooper Cup, the long. I don't know, it was a fifty yard catch or whatever. How do you let somebody get behind you? Well, with like 30 seconds left or whatever, why there's, did, like, there's no safety help though. Like that was, I'm blaming like defensive coordinator. I'm just Todd Bowles. Yeah. 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 Mid blitz was the play call. If we look at Madden perspective, yep. there was one, one-on-one with the best receiver, you know, this, this season, I, I don't, I don't understand the whole decision to maybe send pressure when you just leave, you leave a safety on a guy like Cooper cup. It just, didn't work out and yeah he was wide open yeah i think the safety the whoever's defending him like kind of stayed a little short and there was just no one yeah, yeah there was no one to help and wide open for sure but they this buccaneers defense like against the run, the run game they played great like usual cam Akers got held in check 24 attempts 48 yards only really tough game for him van jefferson too i mean one attempt for 15 yards you know ending his this kind of season, surprise season there. And yeah, OBJ still, or not ending this, but continuing because they still are going ahead next week. But OBJ was another guy, you know, look, look at him coming to this Rams team. And now look at, he's a, he's a win away from the Super Bowl. Who would have thought at the start of the year that OBJ would be in this situation? You think, you think he's like kind of uh, happy the Packers lost because he made that decision to go to the Rams over the Packers? Probably. I probably, I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened if you would have chosen the Packers instead of the Rams? But I mean, I guess we can move on to the last game then, probably game of the year, most likely. I mean, the first. Yeah, game of the last few years. First, like 55 minutes was just normal football game. And then uh, you had like a whole game of action packed into the last five minutes. I'd say there's like 25 points scored in the last two minutes or something like that. Yep. Going into overtime, obviously Gabriel Davis had a huge game, over 200 yards, four touchdowns, and uh, obviously Josh Allen kept his playoff performance. He was the highest, according to Pro Football Focus, he was the highest graded player offensively ever in the postseason, and he lost. But I mean, what did you guys think of the uh, the ending? Obviously, like the 13 second field goal, and then the overtime. Yeah, it was just a great game. Uh, can I? I just want to talk about something. Um, last year, when the Chiefs beat the Bills and Stephon Diggs was on the field, you know, I thought he was going to come out this game um, and yeah. actually like do something. He had like three catches for seven yards, I think. Well, yeah. Look, look. Let's we gotta look at what the Chiefs did defensively. You were seeing double teams up on on him, like they were really hiding their coverage on Diggs. It was really tough for him to get yeah. involved because two guys on him. That really opened, I think, the game for. Guys like Davis and Beasley. Gabriel Davis has the game of his life. Shout out Kyle Whitmus, who has him right now in our fantasy dynasty league. Kyle has like a really valuable stock, let, let's say right now, and he's trying to trade him. So 
But yeah, Davis went absolutely off. Four touchdowns too. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I was Did you guys crazy. Did you see that route where uh it he was broke the ankles? Touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, the quarterback was like spinning around and like he had no idea where to go. It was Yeah. That was nasty. I didn't think yeah. I, I didn't I mean obviously I knew who he was, but like he made a name for himself really in that game. Wow. So I sure. I want to know what you guys think about the 13 second drive though. Like I can tell you there's there is no way that the Chiefs should be allowing a catch or a Bill should be allowing a catch that far down the field with like no, no. coverage, like 20 or 20 yards out. They're running like prevent defense, which yeah. Chiefs had three timeouts, 13 seconds. That's time for two 20 yard plays like they did. And the Bills had most of their guys 30 yards downfield. Like I'm yeah. questionable. Just, my Leslie yeah. Flazier is yeah, and then obviously there's a whole overtime rule that I'd say that's a big in question now, but I guess what do you guys think about the overtime rule? I think it said I saw a stat that said in the postseason, the last eleven games, ten out of the eleven teams have won that gotten the coin toss. So I've, I mean, Keenan Allen also uh, tweeted out saying like defense wins championships. So like I understand where he's coming from, but I prefer college rules in that situation just to be a little. I mean. Because, like, a, a great player like, you know, uh, Josh Allen had an amazing game, amazing season, and it just ends like that, and he had no control over it, really. So I, I would like seeing each team at least get the ball once. Yeah. I saw a proposal. Um, somebody just came up with it where, like, during the regular season, you keep it how it is now, where if you go down and score a touchdown, you win. Then once it goes to the postseason, it's like a five-minute quarter or a ten-minute quarter or something like that, and you just play, like, regular football. I also saw where they were going to play out the overtime, like all 15 minutes. I saw something that said that too. Yeah, yeah. Which I, yeah. It just played all out. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can I, see that in the playoffs, yeah. I like a smaller period. I think the 5 to 10. I think that's that's certainly fair to do that. Um, I, I'm on board with that because I, I don't know. I, I don't like how the coin toss right now, you know, picking the right tails, heads or tails, you know, that kind of decides if you're moving on because that's how it is when you have two quarterbacks playing the way they were. The only problem with the whole five minute thing is like how many drives in the actual game? That's why can a, a team get all the way down in five minutes. It, yeah, like ten, they can just stall the clock. Exactly. Ten, you could really work. Yeah, make so that work. Ten yeah. minutes would probably be better. For sure. But uh, I but, guess, do you guys have anything else to say about the champ, the divisional round games? Yeah, I do. Uh, Josh Allen, postseason wise, look if you look at, he had probably one of the best postseason two game stretches ever for a quarterback. Considering what it was like, nine touchdowns thrown for or accounted for, something fourteen incompletions or something. So that just and they weren't like they weren't dump off passes either. Like they were nice throws too. So he was yeah he's tough. Yeah, legendary performance, and it's just a bummer. The Bills will be back though for sure. They got a great team there, and like those guys will be around. So just hoping I was wrong for the Bills team too. Their loss to Jacksonville. Jacksonville was definitely uh fluke unlike some other teams that lose to Jacksonville but uh, I mean they, they did lose to the Colts too Zach they lost to the Colts by like 30 okay well where are the Colts right now where are the Packers yeah. right now okay were, next. oh oh boy okay Ooh, well good, championship good. Sunday and Sarah or yeah just Sunday right yeah, yeah. start nope. the AFC yeah we'll start the first one I'll, I'll, I'll read these here the Cincinnati Bengals go to Kansas City to face the Chiefs on CBS 2 p.m. kickoff and you can also stream it on Paramount Plus so there you go and Chiefs are favored right now by a, by a touchdown and the over under right now 53 and a half so Chiefs and Bengals 
Zach, you do your pick them first. Let's hear it. Um, I'm starting to like Joe Burrow, but I think the Chiefs, now that they beat the Bills, I think Chiefs going all the way. So I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. I think that their legendary season ends here. They won two playoff games, but the Chiefs are just too much, and I think they're the clear Super Bowl favorites now that the Bills are out. So I would go Chiefs too. Same here, Chiefs for me as well. I think now with yeah, we mentioned the Bucks, Packers, and um, the Bills losing, and the Titans. I think all those teams losing right now. I think the Chiefs are clear cut number one by a long shot, but. Um, certainly, you know, this whole, we're rooting for a good game here. It could be a shootout. Hopefully I I'm going to guess it's going to be a shootout based on these offenses, but yeah, I think chiefs win by one score, maybe two in this game, but we've seen some close games this past week, but let's talk now. NFC championship game. We got the Rams hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Who would have thought the Rams would have been able when hosting a championship game this year. That's crazy to me. And, that's 5.30 kickoff on Fox. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites, the Rams are, and the over-under now 46-and-a-half. So, Jared, starting with you, Rams or 49ers? Um, well, I just – I mean, the only reason the 49ers won last week is because the Packers had one of the worst games of their year, except for week one against the Saints. Um, I got the Rams easily here. I'm, I'm not going to say easily. I'm going to say it's a, a closer game, but it's, it's probably like a seven or so point game, but I got Rams here. Deck. I don't know. 49ers have won the last six matchups. We're talking about that week 18. So uh, I'm going to take 49ers. I think they make a seven in a row. And uh, I think they make the Super Bowl. I'll say, okay, well, we, we talked about how Wisconsin teams like to lose to the eventual champion in sports. Ooh, and I think, <laughs> not saying the four is going to win, but um, – I think they, they might make the Super Bowl here. So I'll go 49ers, but I'm, I'm really rooting for the Rams. I think what Matthew Stafford put up with in Detroit, I think that like, if he just makes it here, I think that'd be just a cherry on top, you know, for him to kind of flex, you know, first year out of Detroit, look what he can do. And I am certainly rooting for the Rams here, but I'll go 49ers. So yeah. that wraps up our um, conference championship talk, right? And Zach, you have some more things planned? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of head coaching hires are starting to come in for obviously the teams that aren't in the playoffs. I mean, uh, Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett goes to Denver. I mean, I'm Jared. I'm guessing you don't really care much, but Drew, are you sad that he's leaving the Packers? Do you really? Well, he he didn't call plays for the team, if I'm not mistaken. That's that was kind of Matt Lafleur's duty. Yeah. So if you look at rules, uh, certainly he's a replaceable guy, but he's certainly a great mind. You know, looking what he's been a part of these past few years while at Green Bay, having some of the best num- offensive numbers at team wise in the NFL. So great hire by the Broncos, in my opinion. Yeah, I I'm not really see. worried about it because I think Lafleur is gonna do fine, and they have some good uh, candidates with. Uh, QB coach and yep. uh, offensive line coach. Yeah, I saw something that said, like, do you think the Broncos hired him so that Rodgers goes with or no? Because um, there was something that said Rodgers wanted to go to Denver or whatever. That was a whole speculation and play in Denver. And uh, yeah, they hired, I, you know, I, I've seen that, but I, I don't think, you know, certainly could play a factor in it, but I don't think that was the sole reason because you can't bank on this guy going to 
going out to Denver. So, yeah. So then the next one, Jared, you're probably going to care a little bit more about this. Yep. Uh, Matt Eberflus? I don't know how to say his name. Eberflus? Eberflus, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Right. He's going to the Bears. Thank so, God. Uh, that's that's going to affect the uh, Packers a little bit, maybe. But I wouldn't be too what do you scared. Think at? We have the huh? players on our defense. It, it wasn't really the coaching. We played too soft zone. So, like, we needed to blow up our team anyways. So, like, I'm 100% fine with him leaving. He was, like, one of the few people that we needed gone. Um, and he's been, like, scouted for, like, two or three years now. Like, they've been looking at him that other teams have as a head coach. So, uh, I think that, like, the only reason the Colts' defense was what it is is because of the players we had and not most – not really the defensive coordinator. So, he – I don't think he's going to be anything special on the Bears, but we'll see. And then Dan Quinn came out today saying, uh, telling teams he's staying in Dallas. So I know there's a lot of teams interested in him, but he's staying in Dallas, staying put. I was surprised. Potentially, yeah. potentially taking over for Mike McCarthy this year if McCarthy gets they, fired. I found reports, Zach. Uh, they're saying Mike McCarthy, he appears to be safe right now. They're, looks yeah, like they would fire him. Yeah. But no. let's looks, see how like, the season goes next year because. Obviously, that team has the talent to go a lot farther than they did this year. For sure. But And then coming out yesterday, which when this airs will be two days ago, uh, Jacksonville is reportedly working to finalize a deal with Byron Leftwich, which is the Bucks' offense coordinator for their head coaching position. Yes. What do you guys think about that? It's an improvement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> certainly better than what they had last year with Mr. Meyer. Um, I, don't, I don't know where to go, where to go with that. Yeah, yeah. But, I also did see that they're interviewing an offensive coordinator from somewhere else, like today. So I don't know how close that is, but that was just a report that came out yesterday. And then uh, for the Ravens, John Harbaugh got a contract extension. They're working two ones, so obviously I think. Nobody's really surprised by that. He's done a great job in Baltimore. I, well, I mean, and yeah, he's done a great job too. But like with the whole like two point conversion thing, because they were, they would have made the playoffs if or they probably would have, yep. you know, looking at his. They would have won like one of the two games. Yeah. Which again, mm-hmm. you know, now we know, but I think that was certainly an interesting thing. But yeah, he's, he's done a great job there. Totally deserves it. But yeah. yeah. Hindsight's obviously always 2020. So. Yes, yeah, if they make those, if they make those two point conversions, right, they're probably a top seed, and we're looking at it completely different. So, yeah, I see Chargers fans may be going through that in the near future <laughs> the as well. With the tie, <laughs> the tie. I thank you, Jaguars. Okay. So then, uh, I see there's some big retirements coming up at the end of the season. So, uh, Brandon Brooks, the guard from the Eagles. Obviously, 2019, he was the highest-graded player for, I think it was offensive line. Yep. And then the last two seasons, he's played like 60, 70 snaps, something like that. So, he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Good career. But, it's time and, to go, probably, after injuries start playing a factor. Yeah. You know. And he was getting up there. I think he was 33, 34, something like that. So, then obviously, the one we all knew was coming for – a majority of the season, I think it's Big Ben. 
think everyone kind of expected that and knew that was coming. Yep. Yeah. Stiggy's first ballot Hall of Famer in a couple years. No, but he not quite. Yeah. Two time Super Bowl champ, multiple Pro Bowls, right? Oh, he's the resident. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Put up he'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame, just just not first, not first ballot. Yeah, I think it also probably depends on Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Because if they both retire this year, I think they're both first ballot. But uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire, but Tom Brady is it sounds a little like... closer. He sounds like he's contemplating it. It's family reasons. but I did see – yeah, I think the family thing, because you did bring up that with, like, the wife and the kids. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired this offseason based on what reports have been saying. So, I – yeah. I that's just one that might might just happen. This might be finally the year. He is like 40, 44, right? 44, yeah. Yeah. But I just it kind of came out of blue, don't you think? Because a lot of the stuff he's been saying and everyone else has been saying is like he's gonna play for a couple more years and everything. Yeah, because he was saying he's it, like, Oh, it might be it. Yeah, he was talking about as long as their team is like doing successful, right? And like I know Gronk is also considering it too. I think he was next year going to talk about, but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like flipped as soon as they lost. It's like, okay, they're like, he's staying for a few years, but now it's just like, everyone just, just flips on, you know, 180, you know? Yeah. Personally, I think Tom Brady's, he's got one more year. I think he's coming back for another year. Gronk will come back again. They're going to try and get Super Bowl eighth for Tom. And I think that'll be it then. I think they're going to do kind of like, let's call it like last dance. Uh, Brady is going to get his retirement kind of parade for every game and whatnot. And then I think those two go out together. It's going to be the way it goes. So certainly they're going to announce. I think he'll announce before that's his last year, kind of like what we see in baseball with guys like Jeter and, you know, just to get that farewell tour. Yeah. And maybe uh, their last dance won't result in a divisional loss. (laughs) It would end the way Um... it's supposed to, yeah. So that obviously the coachy one, Sean Payton, he retires. Wow. Uh, I think he's like Surprising. he's like fifty eight or something. Like I don't even think he's sixty. So obviously that was a shock for some people. Let's see. Yeah, very shocking. And with with the Sean Payton thing, if you think about because looking through it, I believe twenty twenty three is the um like if he were ever if he were to come back next year, uh, the Saints would have the rights to like. Like if he if he is interested in coming back yeah. coaching, they would have to give permission for interviews and such. But he also they have to be they're compensated or something. Yeah, they and they otherwise yeah. and plus they need they have to give permission. But also, like I there's something about him receiving TV offers, being on television. He was interested in those. I saw. So maybe we'll see him try and kind of take a Drew Brees route. Less and, stressful job. Yeah. yeah. What if we see a Drew Brees Sean Payton uh, NBC broadcast? <laughs> Right, yeah, Breeze is on NBC, be, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be something to watch. Be a treat to see. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not leaving the Saints in a great position. They'll have a starting quarterback, 60, 70 million over the cap. <laughs> so he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to deal with this. What are they going to do with yeah. that team? I, I don't. What, what do you do? They're going to trade some people. Yeah. People cut Shake some it up people. a little bit. Them and yeah. the Packers right now have the best, or the not the best, but the most interesting off seasons, I think, for sure. In the box, I, I, I can th- I can throw yeah. the Colts in there too. Eh, the Colts aren't yeah, that good. Not really. so. They're gonna blow they up had, their team. They said they said they're gonna that, make that a lot sucks of moves. though, is because 
Pittman, JT, you know, there's, there's so many Darius Leonard, yeah. so many great pieces there. It just, it would be. Mm-hmm. Changes are coming. They said. Yeah. And with, the Saints, with the Saints, like a lot of their players, their star players are like young thirties too. So it's, they really don't have a whole lot of young pieces besides like uh, Marshawn Lattimore is pretty young, but other than that, like everyone's 30. Demario Davis is getting up there. Cameron Jordan, those guys. Yep. You know, and yeah. even Elvin Kamara, they signed to a, a five-year deal and yeah. he's 27, which that's not that old, but for a running back, that's, it's that's getting, getting up there. there. Yeah. You think they have to look for a quarterback next year? Or are they going to roll with Winston and Hill still? I don't know. I think Winston comes back. <laughs> Probably. You think? Yeah. He looked pretty good at the starts he had at the beginning of the year. Yeah. An improvement from Tampa Bay Winston for sure. Yeah, definitely. The eye surgery definitely fixed his uh, fixed him. Yeah. But, uh, I saw a stat that Drew Brees actually has the lowest winning percentage of quarterbacks with Sean Payton. Like Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, um, who's the was it Trevor Simeon, yeah, and that uh, Teddy Bridgewater in book, haha, in book, Owen yeah. one, excluding him. <laughs> okay, he's an outlier. Okay, but I, I believe. I mean, think about volume. Certainly, Breeze has played more games, but it's certainly one yeah, you wouldn't but... expect. Yeah, and you have to remember, uh, Michael Thomas is also coming back, so they got. I mean. They're getting a few guys. I mean, I don't know if that's the only person, but, like, they still have a decent team. It's not – like you he's, said, it's just salary, yeah. you know. I think he's a trade candidate, too, because his cap is, yeah. like – I agree. Almost $20 million. I, I think Kamara – you might go crazy, but pro- maybe Kamara, probably not, but certainly – If they're looking to, like, blow up their team for draft picks, maybe, then they could, you know, get a trade like that going. But They do have the assets, I could see, you know. Yeah. I could see, like, a Cam Jordan uh, – Going somewhere in a Von Miller type deal, kind of like what the what Denver got for Von Miller, similar deal to that. True, yeah, potentially. I'd be on the lookout. For but uh, it's just uh, the Giants GM Joe Schoen. He came out saying that they're just gonna surround Daniel Jones with talent, and they think Not he can play. play at a high enough level. Shouldn't they get talent around their other? Yeah. <laughs> it should be the other way around, I think. That's not the play. I don't know what they're doing with that, but yeah. <laughs> I get, but again, we talked about this draft class. Uh, I like Kenny Pickett, but from there, I think this isn't the year, right? I, I, you guys see any, any prospects that, you know, would interest you in these situations like the Steelers, you know, the Giants? But... Yeah, I no. like Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh, but that's about it. If they are going to draft, I mean, yeah. If they're not just going to go with Rudolph, you can see Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility, Zach. But let's round out to our final segment now. We're going to do it now at the end of episodes. We'll talk the lines for the games that we mentioned championship weekend. Let's start with Chiefs and Bengals. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes, what do you guys think about? Because last time we saw these two teams meet, it was an absolute shootout. And right now they have Mahomes line for passing yards set at 292.5, and then they have Burroughs at 287.5. Would you be comfortable, you know, taking the over on either of those? Um, so remember when we mentioned 
back then, like a couple weeks ago, we said never take rushing yards for quarterbacks. The last yeah. like two or three weeks I've taken Mahomes is over on his rushing yards and he's he's hit it every single time. I feel comfortable with rushing yards, but you don't know. I, I don't really feel comfortable with the passing yards on either. You feel comfortable with rushing yards. Wow. That's, that's he's been scrambling and he's been hitting it. Yes. You think the that he'll be scrambling to hit again? I don't know. I like I'll do, I like the burrow passing yards. I don't know about or maybe Joe Mixon's due. He's due for you know a bigger game. We haven't really seen him get involved a lot, but Zach, what do you think about those lines? I don't think the uh Bengals are gonna be able to run much with their offensive line. The Chiefs uh front seven isn't that bad. Their D line is they got Chris Jones, obviously. But I think Joe Mixon isn't gonna have a great game and Joe Burrow is going to be passing a lot. And I think it's just going to be a pass-heavy pass heavy game. So I, I would take the over on both. Well, the rule always is you look what Jordan Lorenz took and you do the opposite. So Jordan Lorenz took the over on Joe Mixon. So that means we're taking the under, right? He hasn't had his big game uh, yet, yeah. you said. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So Joe Mixon might be a, a good under there. Um, but other lines then in that game, looking at – you know, Edwards Alaire is only 37 and a half rushing yards. Any interest there out of either of you guys? Maybe a little bit, but I wouldn't feel certain enough to bet my whole, you know, picks Darryl, on that one. Daryl Williams is taking too many snaps. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's infamous Daryl Williams receptions pick. Reception, receiving yards. Receiving yards, he fished with zero or whatever. Classic. Yep. Yeah. Start, I think that started his uh, 0 for 95 or whatever it is at right now. It's somewhere on the beginning there. Yeah. Okay. We're working out. We're going to get one one of these weeks. Talk about this balance passing, you know, or receivers, you know, with in terms of distribution of receiving yards for the Bengals. So you got Chase, Boyd, Higgins, and Uzma. You know, and the lines, Uzma being 36 and a half, Boyd 39 and a half, Higgins 71 and a half, and then Chase 87 and a half. Are you guys interested in like all four of those? You know, the only are... reason it's it's just hard because you don't know who's going to get the targets. I mean, all four of them could hit, but like they've all got I, decent yeah. target numbers. Though. I wouldn't take like all of them. I'd take like maybe Obviously, two or three yeah. of them. But, Which one stands yeah. out then? I mean, Uzma is pretty low. It's only thirty six and a half. He's been getting his targets, and then I mean, Chase is going to get his targets. So if it's a close game, he's going to target Chase. So I would take those two, and maybe the third would be uh, T Higgins. I'd take Higgins over Chase just because. We've seen Chiefs do it. I think Chiefs are going to kind of give a lot of safety help for Chase. So I'd yeah, think I think that open door for Higgins. Or possibly even Boyd. I mean, 39 and a half is pretty low for Tyler Boyd. So, yeah. yeah he's just I, not like the primary target. You know, he's kind of like the third or four. So it's like, I mean, he's good. He can easily hit that. It's just whether or not he gets the targets. I like receptions. Yeah. That's one I'm always a fan of taking, which might be weird, but. You know, now going to the Chiefs, Byron Pringle, the receptions right now, three and a half. He got seven targets last week. They're going to be passing a lot, I think. I don't know. I, that's certainly, you know, one of those names you don't talk about. That one might be one I'm interested in. I, I don't know what you guys, your, your stances on receptions, but. I could see that happening, possibly, yeah. And then the, the always the gamble one. I know Zach always mentions this is with Travis Kelsey receiving yards. You never know with him. And it's 76 and a half right now. So 
if there's a game like last week where they like need a few yards like they did it's going to kelsey but otherwise he just kind of falls you know he's just like invisible it's like he has games where it's just like like you said inconsistent it's just i don't really know with him i think last year he was very consistent like probably one of the most consistent tight ends you've like ever seen and then this year he's been like complete opposite so his numbers yeah. last year were incredible. I'm comparing the two seasons right now through Sleeper because they let you pull up game logs and compare seasons. Another reason why it Sleeper, is really nice. The yeah, looking at but, all the past seasons is really nice. Like his targets too were up. His targets were up a, a good chunk from last year, and his receptions were obviously because he was average. He had a solid eight, seven, or what was it like six straight weeks? Seven? No, it was five weeks here of eight receptions, and then he had one of seven, and then. One of ten, one of eight, and he had that big stretch to end the year. So certainly, amazing stretch to end the year for Kelsey. But this year, he, he's been great, but like, or maybe good, but you know, he hasn't been that what we expected. But he he's shown he's, signs of it. So it's he's it had gets, his games, yeah. yeah. But he's also had some games where it's like, where is he when you need him? You know. Yeah, and that's uh, any other lines you guys want to talk about from there, or do we want to talk about the NFC Championship game lines? Go to NFC. Yeah, he's doing NFC. Let's start. As we mentioned, Rams, 49ers. We'll start the quarterbacks here. Jimmy G and Matthew Stafford. Jimmy G's line for passing yards is 232.5. I, I might be taking the under there right away. I don't I never trust Jimmy G, even in passing touchdowns with it being one and a half. Uh I, I 20, 20 and a half completions for him is also the one. And then for Stafford. 23 and a half completions, 279.5 passing yards, two and a half rushing yards. And then you get, they give you an interception one there with 0.5 interceptions. So um, out of those quarterback lines, I'll certainly say Jimmy G. I have no confidence in him. I would take it under on passing yards. He might get those completions because of his dink and dunk work, you know, from. I feel like last week, wasn't it at like 190 or something like that? I was passing yards. Yeah, and I took the that. I took the under, and that that worked out for me. Yeah, only nineteen uh, attempts last week. I can't. There's no way I would ever. Completions got to be over. Completions got to be under. Yeah, you, you didn't even have that many target or like attempts last week. Yeah, no. But it's just I really with... wish there's a there's a .5 interception line for Jimmy. I love that. Like one. we see with uh, Stafford, because he, like we we're talking before, he just he makes those throws. That's just yeah. It's whether or not defense catches them, pretty much. Sleeper would be losing money if they put an interception line for Jimmy G. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Stafford, it's certainly in the realm of possibilities. He throws a pick, so that might be one. But he's played well in the postseason, so it depends. I heard someone they said the commentators said last week, like if, if Stafford's at his like all time confidence, he's not going to make any mistakes, no picks or at all. But if it's a rough game, he could throw a few. I can see that happening. Yeah, and. Like Zach mentioned, 49ers seem to have the Rams number here. So that's also something to keep in mind. But Cam Akers, 63 and a half rushing yards is the line. That might be an under, under. for me as well if you're taking I, – I know some people aren't fans of unders. I think that's shared, right? Not an under yeah, fan. Yeah, well, but... the thing is, like, Cam Akers could have one 40-yard run. And then there, there's the over. You know, like True. he could break one. It could, ever, it could always happen. That's why I just never take him. Elijah Mitchell then for the 49ers, 69 and a half is his line with a 10 and a half reception mark. So Mitchell being, you know, their number, their lead back right now. And then, but you also have to keep in mind Debo getting some work. That's where that one always gets tricky if you want to take that. But 
I think Debo will get 10 carries this game. Yeah, and Debo's line for rushing yards is 39 and a half. Four and a half receptions and for him 53 and a half. So that's – I don't know what yeah. you make of that. Them I've also you... taken the over on him. It was him and uh, Kelsey – or not Kelsey, uh, Mahomes. I, I took the rushing yards over the last few weeks, and they've hit on both. So, like, I could take Debo uh, over. It's only like 40 or right? 39 and a half. 39 and a half. That might be one you take right there. Yeah. But one, one of the final ones I want to talk about, uh, there's a couple of them, but Cooper Cup. It's always fun to look at the line for him. 102.5 <laughs> right now. This one fluctuates a lot, right? It always does. They, it usually yeah. creeps up before the game. That's always what I've noticed, but I don't know what you guys think from 102.5. I think he can certainly do it. Yeah, definitely. I like the Odell one more. You like the 51.5 for Odell Beckham yeah. Jr.? Ooh. Yeah. Intriguing. Or the Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk 48.5, yeah. I think Cup's going to get most of the targets if it's, like, a closer game. I mean, they're going to rely on him. But, yeah, Beckham's been more of, like, a heavy hitter. Like, I mean, he has a few touchdowns, I think, right? He's targeted. He's been targeted a lot more, obviously, in the postseason. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, four for 69 yards or six for 69, something like that. He, like, I'm pretty sure it's 69 yards. But Yeah, Juwan Jennings had a big game against the Rams down the year. Uh, It was seven targets, six receptions, 94 yards. And his line right now is – it's it's 25 and a half. So not saying he's going to repeat that, but certainly really low. And I, I don't know. That certainly could be one you take as well. It, it was, he's, he's, I don't know. I want to stay away from him. He's a hit or miss type of yeah. player for the lines. Yeah. Tight ends to round it out. Kittle, four and a half receptions, 52.5 receiving yards. And then Higby, 41 and a half receiving yards. For you guys, maybe Kittle receptions. That's me. Yeah. Zach? I don't like it. I don't like tight end lines, really. Rare. Just my personal preference. Who else are they going to throw to? Who else are they going to throw to? Yeah. I mean, look at Kittle's stats. Yeah, but it's only four and a half catches. That's a regular season, Zach. Or the postseason. What did he have last week? He dropped a few easy passes, though. There was a wide open pass that he dropped, and... Warmer temperatures here. No, he's not him. in the cold. I'm. Yeah. I like a kettle reception line. Me too. That's your choice, but Zach, I'm just saying. What's, I what's your record? It. Aren't you like over your last like twenty something? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, all I can, I'm saying I can is put some lines together. I just don't put the whole bet together. What? I think you should make a line. Just take. Sorry, Jordan Lorenz. We like to pick on you when we talk lines, but you take one of his lines. Do the opposite of what he said. A five leg one. Maybe you win. Try it, me. Put a dollar. See what happens. Possibly, yeah. But, yeah, that's that wraps up the lines then for championship weekend. Or it's really just championship Sunday. But is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I think we're all good. This was a jam packed episode, and now it's time to go through our schedule for next week. Next Monday we have episode forty seven of Jordan Drew the Sports Crew already. We're we're almost to that big episode five zero for that. And then we have next Wednesday, I believe there's going to be a Packer season recap. So be on lookout for lookout for that. We have an EWC five to 10 minute, you know, um, preview slash recap show coming on Tuesday. Something just brief, you know, to keep everyone filled in on their EWC news. And then Friday, be back here for Journey to a Million episode eight, where we'll be talking championship game and a Super Bowl preview, right? So that'll, that'll be some good stuff. And. With that, then, 
you know, social medias, JD sports pot is the Twitter Jordan drew underscore sports crew, the Instagram, and then YouTube Jordan drew the sports crew. We have $15 hoodies. We are selling white ones. Not many are left. It's very limited. So make sure to contact myself, Drew Skyberg, D-R-E-W-S-K-Y-B-E-R-G, or any of those podcast platforms, our pages, if you're interested. And yeah, with that, then thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.